It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Greetings to everyone. And for those who will gather, who will listen to this program, the topic of this program came out of something I saw on the television just yesterday. It was a depiction of the crucifixion and what they have done was to vilify, I mean blatantly mock the crucifixion as though it had no meaning. Today, I am so hurt when I tell you I'm hurt. I am hurt for what I saw. And my second hurt is to find that in these days concerning the things that are happening in the world, so-called Christians are keeping quiet. Let us pray. Father God, in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus, the one who gave his life on Calvary's cross for this world of sin, the one whom when he was being beaten and mocked, said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But I'm wondering, dear God, if this prayer really is for those persons who blatantly mocked the crucifixion. This extreme group, my God, who vilified what Jesus did having a cross and a man standing next to it arms stretched out and another man straddling his head dressed in a bra and in, in, in whatever else and mocking the crucifixion Lord all power is in your name in your hands. You said it in Matthew 28. All power is given unto you. Today, the same way you went into the temple and cast out those merchants and whatever they were doing, do it again. It's not the temple. In fact, Lord, yes, the temple. You need to go in the churches where God they have become so worldly where the world is shaping and has shaped the culture of the church. The religion or, or the books and the Bibles the church is reading from is all humanistic. Men's ideology. So they're not shaken by things like these, my God. But I am hurt. My heart is broken this morning. 
just seeing it, Lord. To see how blatant they are. How despicable. How horrible. Despite what we may say or what a person may say about Jesus, about Christianity and whatever it is. I think they have gone that extra. And God, Mordecai said to Esther, who knows if you're not in the palace for such a time as this. Christians everywhere, shake up those who are truly following you. Because everyone who says I'm a Christian, you don't even know them, Lord. And if you don't know them, then they are not known. So we're not counting on those. We're counting on those, Lord, who are willing to stand the test, to keep the blood-stained banner high, to unfurl it and say, Jesus saves the blood cleanses. I pray the Holy Spirit cover me today. I plead the blood against every satanic force. I come against the plan and work of the enemy. Lord, have thine own way. Speak yourself in Jesus' name. This is Faith Restoration Ministries. It's a kind of theological college. If you're looking for a college where you can study the word of God, our motto is, what does the word say? We're at www.frministry.org. I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 27. And let's start reading from verse 26. Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had pl and plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head, and a reed in his hand, right hand rather, and they bowed the knee before him, and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him, and took the reed, and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. I want to ask you this morning. Is it nothing to you when they mock the crucifixion? When they mock the blood of Jesus because what they're doing, what they're doing is trampling the blood of Jesus on the foot. They're saying we don't care about this Jesus. It's bad enough to say you don't care. For the one who gave his life for the entire world for you and for me. But when you begin to trample his blood underfoot, that's another thing. Because you're trampling the spirit of grace. Because by grace we are saved, Ephesians chapter 4. Today, you're a believer in Christ. And I mean a true believer. Not a part-time believer. Not a weekend believer. You know, you have some men have a woman on the side. Not one, not one like that. But a staunch believer. One who stands firm to the vows you have made. Just like um, a, a, a husband who stands firm to the vows he made to his wife. His marriage vows he made to the wife. And the wife who, made, who, who stands firm to the marriage vows she made to her husband through thick and thin. In sickness and in health. For richer, for poorer, 
you're going to stand with to your vows. If you're a believer today, oh, hallelujah, and you're standing firmly to the vows you made to follow Jesus Christ, why aren't you crying out and saying, Lord, this is enough? Those of you with platforms, you're on a program every week, so many times a week. How many of you have spoken out? So many of put aside, I think I said it recently, put aside the begging, put aside the, 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 the need for this and the need for that. It's time to start crying out to God and say, God, don't be silent anymore. In Psalm 50 and going down, Jesus was taught, the word of God reported how Certain people were talking against the family members, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be. What about God? There's a verse where God said, You did all these things, and I kept silent. You thought my silence meant that I agreed with you, and I'm paraphrasing it. But in the next verse, he said, I am going to reprove you. Many people take Christianity for granted. Oh, yes. They would not do this to any other faith or, pardon the expression, religion. They would not do it. They wouldn't dare venture on the Muslim religion and dare to do anything like this. But look what they did to Christianity. Straddling a man, pretending to be on a cross tied up there. And another man straddling his neck and showing off, look what we can do, dressed up like a woman. Let me say here today, there are some things God will blink. Not that it is right, but he gives us time to repent. But I believe when it comes to the blood of Jesus Christ, he's not going to take it Likely, he's not going to be silent. And I'm praying to God today, he will not be silent. I pray he'll do something. You see, it is bad enough to have some bad leaders. Oh, yes. And the Bible tells us in First Timothy chapter 2. I think it is chapter 2. Let's make sure it is chapter 2. Yes, chapter 2. We're to pray for all leaders. Remember. Whether they are good or bad, God is the one who allows it by either by his divine will or his permissive will. Okay? It's not about a voting machine or anything, voting or anything. God makes the decision. The final decision is God. In fact, it was already made. We just go through the motion because of man, what we set up. So if God allows a bad person or a bad person to be, whether in your, on your job or in your community or in your church or in a government or wherever, God allows it for a reason. So it takes this, these things, people like these, to wake up the people of God. You remember Ananias and Sapphira? And after that episode, people were getting saved in every area. They were just, just falling before God. And they realize that God Almighty is a consuming fire. David said, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of God. And I, listen, 
I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, how can I pray for people like these? There are other people. We pray for them that God would touch their hearts because God loves the sinner. Don't get me wrong. God loves the sinner. But there are some sins God will not forgive. Did you know that? Did you know that there are some sins God will not forgive? Now you tell me. You sent your son to die on Calvary's on a cross. Let's say for a community. Or to die for a community. Would you like someone to get up and mock your son's death? Would you like that? How would you feel, mother, father, friends, community? How would you feel to know someone mocked that man who gave his life for a community? You wouldn't feel good. No, 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 no. You'd say, no, this is enough. There'll be marches, sittings, all kinds of things would be happening because they'd say he did good for us. Why do you think we celebrate people's birthdays and things that people have done? Why do we do? We celebrate those people because of what they did. You wouldn't dare to do speak anything against those persons. And the one who died for the world, the entire world, gave his lifeblood, crucified on a cross, died as a common criminal, took our curse. We no longer bear the curse of sin because of what Jesus did on Calvary. And you're mocking him. You're mocking him. You're mocking the cross, mocking the crucifixion, mocking the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 53, by his stripes we are healed. And you're mocking it. They have words such as blatant, despicable, reprehensible. But let me say here this morning, God will not be mocked. When he sent Jesus Christ, thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you. Praise the Lord, praise God, praise God, praise God. When he sent Jesus into this world, it was to save the world, not for him in 2023, the 21st century, since it's been to be mocked like this. No, as he said in Psalm 51, 50 rather, you thought that because I kept silent, you thought I was one like you. But I am going to reprove you. And I pray God it will not be long. We need to see vengeance coming directly from you. Romans 12 tells us, reminds us from Deuteronomy. Vengeance belong on, belongs unto God. But we can pray. We can pray to God. Is this, you know, someone... I think it was in Jeremiah lamentation somewhere there. Someone said, when, when they saw after Jeremiah made his lamentation and complained about what was going on, someone said, is it nothing to you? Christians, is it nothing to you? Why did Jude say, Jude 1, 3, content for the faith? Why are you so quiet? You want to keep the thousands of congregation. That's why you're so quiet. Oh, 
I can't speak because, you know, my friends, they're senators, you know, they're, they're people that are atheists. I can't say anything. Let me say here today. If you don't stand up for Christ today, Matthew 7 tells you, for all the things you've done in this world and you fail to acknowledge Jesus Christ, his death on Calvary, it's not a talk, it's action. The cross, the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross for the sins of mankind, and you fail to acknowledge it, to stand up and be counted. You know what he's going to say to you? I never knew you. But Lord, I gave to the poor. Lord, when there were disasters, I gave. I never knew you depart from me. Christians, awake. Zion, awake. Trim your lamps. Get busy. Joel 2 asked for us to get into fasting and prayer and crying out to God. And you're sitting still. Sitting, as someone would say, on your leaves, on the dregs of your Christianity. That's what you're sitting on. That's what you're hoping is going to take it to heaven. No, it won't. You better have a relationship with Christ right now, if you don't. Let me take you Esther. Esther chapter 4. When Mordecai, who sat at the king's gate, when he heard that his people were going to be destroyed, they were going to be annihilated, he sent a message to his niece, Esther. And the essence of the message is this. Who knows? He said, if you keep quiet. Let's read it. Verses 13 and 14. Then Mordecai, I'm reading from Esther chapter 4. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. Think not that with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house because you're in the king's house. <laughs> because you have, a, you have a strong following, thousands of people following you. So he said, don't think that because you're in the king's house more than all the Jews. She's in the king's house, but the Jews are not there. His people are not there. Her people are not there. They're not protected. They're open to the enemy. So he said, verse 14, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, at such a time as this, Christians, those of big platforms, thousands of people, if you hold your peace at such a time as this, then shall there our help and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Listen. You may think that God doesn't have people. He has people. God has people who will stand up and testify for him and say, Jesus saved. They'll raise up the bloodstained banner and unfurl it. And it says, Jesus saves. He keeps, he satisfies. Let's continue. He said, but thou and thy fathers thou shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Let me say to you out there who are listening, you may say to yourself, well, you know, it, we have to be Christ, we have to be Christ-like. You know, 
Have you ever read this, all the different stories in the Bible about what Jesus did? What did he say to the, to the, to the, um, the Pharisees and them were pretending? He said, you're all white and sepulchre. He wasn't afraid to tell them what to describe them for what they were. He told them, when, they, when the Pharisees complained and criticized them because he sat with all kinds of people and ate with them. He said, listen, I didn't come to call the, call, uh, the righteous. I came to call sinners to, be repent, to repent. So let me ask you today. All you with your thousands of followers. Mind you, they are following you. <laughs> because if they were following Christ, many of them wouldn't be in your, in your congregation. But they're following you. And I would be in a bad position today if people were following me. I don't want them to follow me. Follow Christ. Paul said, follow me because I follow Christ. But many of you, people that people are following, you're not even following Christ. Jesus, he came to call sinners. He came to call those that are sick. Those who have no voice. Today I want to remind you, why are you a Christian? Have you ever read the scripture that says in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. If you remain quiet at such a time as this, and you cannot use your platform to speak out against this kind of terrible, despicable, blatant desecration, of the crucifixion, you are not fit to be called a minister. You're not fit. You can't use your platform to speak out against this horrible, horrible, blatant, despicable, reprehensible act. then you're not even, you don't even deserve to be called pastor. You don't even deserve to be called apostle. Who are you? Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 7? He said, I never knew you. Do you know Christ? Does he know you? You see, there are people, all of us, we watch them on the television. Oh, yes, I know him. You don't know him. You don't know her. You see her, you see him on the television, but you don't know those persons. You have no relationship with those persons. And so it is. Many of you, you get up, put on your long robe, put on your big rings, and you have your big, powerful words. I mean, many of you would expound much better than I could. I don't mind. Listen, the times when I dot my, my T's and cross my eyes, but the message gets out. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Put the cart sometimes before the horse and all that sort of thing. But the message gets out because it can't be correct. God knows how to fix it. And all you're concerned about, oh, um, is this right? Is it right? Uh, and you make sure you tailor your message 
to suit the climate you have in your church, the kind of people. So you won't talk about sin, that little three-letter word that has brought us to where we are today, that brought down Adam, that today we are still feeling the effects of S-I-N. You can't talk about this anymore. You know, in Gestalt, psychology, there's one portion of it I remember. It talks about um, you don't look back on the past, you just move on. But you know, if at times we as believers would look back to where from where Jesus brought us, would 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 appreciate our Christianity much more, much better. Because you know what? Many of you, many of us, we're saved, so we say. Because maybe somebody only got wet, you know, they went down as a dry sinner and got, you know, rose up as a wet sinner. Still the same, no different. And they go away, say that I'm saved. But they have not even repented all the years. You've been going to church. Have you repented of your sins or are you still living in sin but put on a cloak of hypocrisy today? How many will stand up for Jesus? How many of you will say, I will follow Jesus. I will do. I will stand up. I can't be quiet anymore. How many of you are out there joining with the unbelievers and mocking, mocking the crucifixion? How many of you still mock, are mocking the crucifixion? Because if you remain silent, you're, you're agreeing with it. You are agreeing with it. What if you were to speak out and you have 20,000 people and 10,000 left you? Let them go. They want to hear. But the 5,000 who remain and stick with you, you may have to get a smaller place. Do that. Don't ignore the truth of the gospel. Jesus died to save sinners, not to be mocked, not to be vilified, not to be trampled. His blood was not meant to be trampled. The blood of Jesus, we talk about pleading the blood. Did you know that when Satan sees, what did they say in the Old Testament of the Passover? He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And you're, by your silence, you're agreeing to what was done to the crucifixion, the mockery of the crucifixion. Your silence is saying, I agree with you. Let me say here, it broke my heart. It broke my heart when I saw it. There's no words that we can really use to, to really be. I mean, so many things have all kinds of abomination going on. But this, as we would say, takes the cake. Christian brothers and sisters out there, if you're truly followers of Christ, what does it mean to you? Does it affect you? How do you feel about it? If someone told you about it, or you saw it, how do you feel? 
Does it move you? You say here, if you've ever been sick, oh, hallelujah, if you've ever found your back against the wall and there's no one to help you, if darkness has ever fallen upon you and there's no light, you don't know what you're going to do. And you call on the name of Jesus. If satanic forces came against you, you plead the blood, oh, hallelujah. And you plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Remember. Remember what he did on Calvary. Remember Calvary. Remember Calvary. Your silence means consent. Father, I thank you this morning for this time. For giving me the opportunity, Lord. I am so deeply hurt. My God, I'm so hurt. I'm so hurt. I'm so hurt. It's bad enough for other things that have been done, dear God. The godlessness, the immorality, and the lack of justice, and the lack of accountability. But Father, this is going beyond the pain. I ask you this morning that you yourself remember in Isaiah 59 you said when you could find no one to stand in the gap you put on the breastplate hallelujah of righteousness and praise God you came down yourself to bring deliverance for your people and if this is what it takes for you to come down then God is time for you to move it's time to move it's time to do something. It's time for us to see your mighty hand at work, Lord. I'm hurt, and I'm sure there are thousands of others this morning, both inside this country and outside, who are hurt, who are ashamed, and even more so to find the deafening silence coming from the church in this country. Oh, God, this morning, have mercy. Have mercy. Do something. Lord, your word tells us that because of the elects, for the elect's sake, the remnant, you shorten the days. Then, Father, for our sake this morning, bring vengeance. Do something. Act, O oh God, to prove who you are. This is the blood of Christ that was shed on Calvary. For the sins of mankind. The word said. For God so loved the world. That he gave. His only son. That whosoever. Believes on him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. And this is what they have done to his blood. Time to move. Father we thank you. Please cover me under your precious blood again. Holy Ghost I thank you. Bless the hearers, cause them to pause and think, sinner and saint alike. Remind them how much you love us and you're still a forgiving God. God, thank you. You know, honestly, I asked the Lord this morning, or maybe I said to him, God, I don't know if I could even pray for these people for what they did. You know, there are some other things, there are abomination, all kinds of stuff that people do in the world. And you pray for them because you know what? 
God loved the sinner. Remember what he said? He didn't come to call the, um, the righteous, but sinners to repentance. But there are some people who are so, who are so blasphemous that you wonder, should I pray? What's the, what prayer can I pray for them? And so, you know, the best thing to do, leave it alone. And that's where I'm at. Those persons I saw doing this thing, I don't think I could pray for them. Because I don't know how to pray. The Holy Ghost would have to lead me in prayer. Definitely. I mean, definitely. Vilifying the cross. Today, let us pray one for the other. Church of Jesus Christ, remember, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Holy Ghost, one gospel. Remember what the songwriter wrote. The church is one foundation. I don't care what color you are. I don't care. I don't care how rich you are or high and mighty you are. The church is one foundation. Jesus Christ is Lord of the church. We are his body. It's time for us to come together. We are too segregated scattered me mine and myself it's time to come together and that's my final word this is faith restoration ministries and Jakarta theological college if god has called you into ministry and you'd like to study the word you love the word you want to study the word Shekinah is a place for you www frministry.org have a wonderful weekend and by the way happy june all the june babies happy june may you have a good month god bless you until we meet again judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.